This, this is, is Yawa Radio. A warm welcome to the Yawa Radio podcast. The Yawa Radio podcast is an opportunity again to listen to one of our inspirational, thought-provoking interviews that we have brought to the listeners of Yawa Radio. Yawa Radio is online 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We are your well-being and happiness radio station, bringing the feel-good feeling to every single day of the week. Check us out at yawaradio.co.uk. Now sit back and enjoy this podcast from the Yawa Radio team. This is Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, and where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world, sharing their stories, stories that may well resonate with you. Sit back and enjoy this week's Glass Half Full. So welcome to uh, another episode of Glass Half Full with me, Steve Twine, where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world who share their inspirational stories. And you know what? I, I'm I, I'm off I'm off to Canada now. I believe is that right, Alan? Yes, you're joining me in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Great. Well, it's a pleasure to be joined by Dr. Alan Leiker. Now, Alan, you've got a really incredible story, but let's. You know, for many, many years, you were one of the, I think, I think I'm right in saying, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the top cosmetic dermatologists in the world. Yes, uh, it was something that I carried with pride for over 30 years. And, you know, I started at the days when some interesting things came out. Botox, one of the most commonly used procedures in the world, just started when I started into the field. And my friend, Alistair Carruthers, who had invented it, uh, called me and he said, I've got something new for you. And he, I said, what? He said, I'm using Botox, to botulinum toxin, to treat wrinkles of the forehead. And I said, you got to be out of your tree using the world's <laughs> most deadliest poison to treat wrinkles. And he said, yes. And he says, it works really well. Well, wow. boy. Within a couple of weeks, I was trying it. And you know the rest of the story. Millions and millions and millions of people get it every year now. So yeah. it's become the most popular cosmetics procedure in the world. Wow. Well, you know, you were you became the, you know, one of the world's experts in in that. But you know, Alan, life has a way of sorting things out for us as well. And in 2003, you had quite a dramatic change. You know, it was interesting. I was walking with my wife, Lucy, and my youngest daughter at the happiest place on earth, Disneyland. And my wife turned to me and she said, what's wrong with you, hon? I was taken aback. You know, for once in my life, <laughs> I hadn't said anything wrong. I hadn't <laughs> done anything wrong. I hadn't even thunk anything wrong. So, but I said, what do you mean, dear? She said, what's wrong with you? I said, really, there's nothing wrong. I, I said, my, my, she said, listen to your foot. I said, what do you mean, listen to your foot? That's the stupidest thing you've ever said. She said, no, it's not. Listen to it. And my right foot had suddenly and mysteriously developed a right foot drop. It was flapping on the pavement with each step I was taking. 
She said, did you have a stroke? I said, dear, if I had a stroke, I'd probably be lying on the pavement, muttering something unintelligible, and it would be far worse than what's going on now. Well, she said, well, when you get back, you better get this checked out. Well, uh, Steve, what do you do when your wife gives you that ultimatum? Uh, you go and sort it and get it checked out. <laughs> you get it checked out, which started me on a journey. I started to see doctors and it started with a couple of doctors and they referred me to other doctors and they referred me to other doctors. So at the end of the day, I had seen hundreds, if not thousands of doctors and they had done CAT scans. They had done brain scans. They had even done scan scans. And you know what they showed at the end of the day? Oh, you were so intelligent. I don't know. God. <laughs> Some are surprised that I still had a brain inside of there. But, but really, they saw nothing wrong. Right. They were perplexed. They really didn't know what was wrong. They thought I had a brain tumor or a dropped right foot. But right. they didn't know what was going on. And so, you know what doctors do when they don't know what's wrong? Go, don't tell me they guess. They don't guess, but they look for more information. Okay. So they do more tests oh, and they do more tests. Right. I think they even invented tests to do tests back then. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, they still can find nothing. So they got together as a group and they sent me to a world leading neurologist. Now, a neurologist is a brain doctor. Mm. He's got all the answers together and he goes and, and figures it out. So they sent me to this guy and I walked in and I said, hi. He said, hi back, but you better be sitting down when I tell you this. I said, why? I've got a dropped right foot. He said, no, you don't. You have ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease. Well, Get your affairs in order because in six months, you're going to be dead. Crikey. And that's something I've never even heard of, Alan. Well, and it, it is a very, very rare, scary disease. And when it's right, a person dies very rapidly. And, and it, it's a terrible disease uh, that affects people. Now, I asked him, is there a way to prove this diagnosis? He said, of course, on autopsy. Oh, oh, right. <laughs> okay. I, I said, you know, that got me mad. I stomped out of his office. I slammed the door and I said, I'm not going to die to prove you wrong. But, but you know, when you go through trauma like this, you go through the phases of death and dying that Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote in her mm. book on death and dying. You throw, go through anger. You're angry at the world, Steve. Uh, I was angry at my wife. I was angry at my children. I was angry at my patients. I was angry at my staff. But I couldn't tell them what was wrong because if I did, they might abandon me. Of wow. course, I only had six months to live. According you go to through this, bargaining. Yeah. Oh, God, please don't let this happen. I'll do anything if you don't let this happen. And, and Alan, was this was this foot drop constant then, or did it come and it go? It was there all the time. Okay. It was right. there all the time. So there you are. You've got this, this, well, let's call it, you've got this death sentence hanging over your head. You do. You've got and, all and this you know, anger going on and all that. All this is going on. So you, then you go through denial. You know, you deny that it's going on. And, and you keep on going and you push yourself harder and harder and harder. 
But through this, my right hand started not working right. So I couldn't hold the surgical instruments that I used to do, Steve. Wow. But, you know, I was smart. I learned how to be a left-handed surgeon. Now, that was pretty hard back then because there weren't even the instruments built for left-handed doctors. So I had to build them myself. So I'd go to the machine shop at the local hospital and say, I need this pair of scissors built. I need this built. Because being right-handed is different than being left-handed. You know, even the scissors are different and everything else. Mm. So you need special tools. So, Alan, as you're going through this point, then there was obviously lots going on in your, in your mind, facing mortality and all that kind of thing. And so, so where did it, what did you do then? Because, you know, there's no surprise. We're talking, you're still here. So, so well, some, you know, the next thing is I got changed. depressed. I got, I got really depressed. Okay. I was so depressed. I was going to kill myself. I wasn't going to let myself die from ALS. Mm -hmm. But before I did that, I went and talked to my wife. I said to my wife, dear, what do I have? She said, I haven't got the faintest idea. But she said, you're smart. You'll figure this out. And I said, how can I? I've seen thousands of doctors. She said, you probably haven't seen the right doctor yet. Wow. Now, that was brilliant because back in the early 2000s, something new was invented. You might have heard of it. It's called the internet. Yeah. <laughs> you ever yes. hear of that beast? Yes, I've heard of that beast, yes. Well, back in the early 2000s, it was primitive. You had to get on by dial-on connections. You'd put your phone on a cradle, it would go ria, ria, ria <laughs> for 15 minutes, and it would finally get there. Now, I had friends that were nerds, and they got me on. And they got me on, and we found a doctor in Colorado Springs, Colorado, by the name of David Martz, that had a story very similar to mine, but he got worse much more rapidly. And he was on his deathbed. Now, everybody loved David, so they came up to say goodbye from him. And a doctor from Texas came up and he looked at him and it said, David, I don't think you have ALS. David whispered and said, what do I have? He said, the doctor from Texas said, you have chronic Lyme's disease. Uh -huh. You've been bitten by a tick. And it's mimicking ALS. Well, David said, what do I do? The doctor from Texas said, you need to do nothing. I'll start you on treatment and it'll get you rapidly better. Well, David said, what do I have to lose? I'm dying. Well, that doctor started David on treatment and he got better. Wow, Within amazing. two weeks, he was like Lazarus arising from the dead. <laughs> so what did I do next? I knew I had to get in touch with David. Mm. So I phoned every hospital in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I met up with David at the Methodist Hospital. And he said, can you come down to see me? And I said, of course. So I got on a plane from Denver to Ed from Edmonton to Denver, and then on a rinky-dink puddle jumper from Denver to Colorado Springs. Have you ever been on a rinky-dink puddle oh, jumper? No, what, what, what on earth? One of those. Oh, it's an awful plane. It's a 15-minute flight, but because of the eddies that come off the desert at the end of the day, the flight drops without warning. And the flight will be flying around, and it drops 100 feet. It'll got that up and drop 200 feet. It'll go up again and drop 300 feet. It's like the drop of doom at Disneyland over and over and over again. <laughs> You know, so at the end of that 15-minute flight, I crawled off the plane absolutely green. And there was David on the tarmac to meet me. 
You see, back then they hadn't put in all the safety precautions they have now. And David looked at me and he said, you don't look so good. And I said, I don't feel so good. He said, this is probably a metaphor for what's going on in your life. And we mm -hmm. talked for hours and David said some magic words. He said, Dr. Leica, I think history is repeating itself. I think I can make you better. And he started me on treatment. And that's why I was able to continue as a top cosmetic surgeon until 2019, when I walked away to pursue helping people in other ways. Wow, what an amazing start. And, and did that treatment, is that an ongoing treatment, Alan, or is, or is, that, is that sorted and stopped? Unfortunately, now? in life as in medicine, there's many things we can control, not cure. So mm. I need to be on constant treatment for it. Now, it hasn't fixed my dropped right foot, but it's prevented the disease from progressing. So I'm better now, I'm healthy now, and I continue on. And I thank God for every day that I'm given to help people and serve them and help them get the fantastic life that I have. So how... So 2019, you, you've walked away from your cosmetic surgery. So... Where's that journey taken to you now? Then? Well, that's you know? that's fascinating too. You know, when I went through this this diagnosis, I decided to give back, and I started to sponsor an event called the YWCA Women of Distinction of Event to help women in society because women don't get the kudos they need even now. They mm -hmm. deserve far more than they get. So I sponsored this gala event, and at the event. Uh, I gave an award for turning points and a beautiful lady by the name of Harriet Tinka applied for that award. Now, Harriet had a story similar to mine, but much different. She was a world leading model. She'd walk the runways of New York and Milan and Paris, but she grew tired of that dog eat dog industry and she wanted to walk away. So she decided to pursue her love, her second love, which was accounting. And she ended up at the University of Calgary in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. And there she was befriended by a psychopath who ended up kidnapping her, stabbing her, and leaving her for dead. Oh. Now Harriet ended up at the hospital. She doesn't know how she got there. But there at the hospital, she was going through rehab. And she met a young lady by the name of Amber that was wheeling down the hallway in, in a wheelchair. And there, Amber looked at Harriet and said, tell me your story. She did. And Amber immediately gave her hell. She said, Harriet, why are you wasting your time? She said, you should be using this story to empower others. She said, I'm a young lady that just lost both of my parents and the use of my legs in a car accident. I'm going to do something with myself. And here you're moping around. So Harriet applied for the award, not to win the award, but to meet me and to convince me to write this book called The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. And we wrote it. It came out in 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic, and it immediately became an international award-winning best-selling book enjoyed by millions. And even to this day, it's, it's worked so well. Now, the pandemic was on in 2020. Mm -hmm. I was planning to go lecturing around the world. 
but you couldn't go anywhere. So I started a podcast called the How to Live a Fantastic Podcast. Now, a producer came and said, Dr. Laika, you need to get this out to everybody. So he put me on a syndicated radio as a syndicated radio show. And so now I have 3 million listeners a month for my show. And it keeps on growing and growing and growing. In fact, this morning, I was asked to be an executive contributor for a magazine called Brains Magazine because of my story. So everybody wants to be motivated and everybody wants a positive message. And that's the message I want to share with your listeners. I want them to realize that it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. You need to make it happen every day. It's up to you. No one else is going to do it for you. And in that story there, though, isn't, isn't there's, there's some wonderful things there in that story in itself, isn't it? How, how you know, with the awards, there was Harriet. You know, I guess at no point did writing a book ever be crossing your mind that you'd do it in conjunction with Harriet. I, Harriet is the one that made this book possible. She said, she took me for lunch and she said, Dr. Laika, we need to write a book together. And I said, fantastic. And that's what made this book so unique. You know, every chapter in the book is based on a golden pearl. Now, do you know what a what makes a pearl, Steve? No, tell me. A, a pearl forms because a little grain of sand for, gets inside of an oyster shell. Okay. And the oyster gets irritated and it walls this off with this beautiful material called luster. Now, golden pearls actually exist. They exist in the South Pacific, but they're so unique and rare that a single solitary golden pearl costs upwards of $10,000. Wow. Now, Harriet and I, because of our, our story, we found golden pearls in each and every person that we met. And we found 13 of them that we put in our book. So each chapter in our book is based on a golden pearl. And those golden pearls are meant to give people new meaning, new substance, and to take them to another level. Do you know, Alan, I, I, I love that because I'm going to share this with you now because the, our story is very similar in terms of how, uh, how, how Yawa Radio came about because my wife, Anne, and I were touring Australia, and we went to this little place called Yawa with a population of about 89, but they produce some of the finest opals in the world, and they're found in the Yawa nuggets, but not every nugget has an opal in, so you have to crack the nugget to find the beauty within. And when I was looking for a name for a radio station, um, what came to me was Yawa, because we help people find the beauty within, Okay. And then one of the team said to me, and you do realize, Steve, that Yawa stands for your well-being and happiness station. So your Pearl story and our Opal story, right? Very similar in terms of helping people find that, that inner strength, that inner beauty, that golden I, I knew there was a reason we got put together today. <laughs> what? Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. So you're busy now on the on the speaker circuit, Alan, as well? You no, know, I'm not speaking too much. Okay. I, I'm so busy doing my syndicated radio show okay. that it's taking up a lot of my time. 
But this fall and this winter, I hope to do more speaking. I hope to break that out of this, this uh, post-pandemic blah that's going on. And I hope to get out there more and get people to, to get out and realize that every day is a beautiful day and they mm -hmm. need to make the best of it. They need to really get out there and, and do the best they sh should with their lives because every day they're wasting is another day wasted. Yes. Yeah. As a, as a, you know, great phrase that uh, two things for me, it was one that time, uh, the last minute, gentlemen, the last minute is gone. It will never come again. Okay. And the other one that I use quite a lot is uh, always remember amazing things rarely happen in your comfort zone. So it's time to step out of that. I think life begins at the edge of the comfort zone. Mm. That truly is where life is and where it really matters. Without life being there at the edge of your comfort zone, you don't progress. You know, there's only a couple of things that differentiates today from tomorrow. And one is the things you do. Mm -hmm. The second thing is the things you learn. So look at all these books behind me here. Yes. You know, I encourage people to read more and watch less TV. You know, read a book a month at least. At least try to read a book a week because mm -hmm. that's really going to push you to another level. And remember, it's not what happens to you. It's what you do with what happens. Mm -hmm. So push yourself. Push yourself to that other level every day. It'll make a huge difference. Uh, so let's, as we wrap up then, this, uh, this great little chat that we're having today, one, how can people find out about your book? And two, how can people find out more about you? Okay, my book is called The Secrets to Living a Fantastic Life. It's available on Amazon, probably the easiest place to get it because Amazon distributes around the world. Mm -hmm. And so there's an Amazon distributor in the UK. There's one on the continent. There's everywhere. So you'll get it immediately. Get it there. The other thing is if you want to know more about me or my services, like professional speaking and need a professional speaker or, or want some coaching and, and need some help with something in your life, Get to me at dralanlika.com. That's D-R-A-L-L-E-N, Lyka, L-Y-C-K-A.com. Now, if you just want to ask me a question, write my girl, Tammy, Tammy, T-A-M-I, at Lyka, L-Y-C-K-A dot C-A. And we answer all correspondence. If you have a personal problem, write it there. If you have some other correspondence, if you'd like this show, write it there. For goodness <laughs> sakes, I want to hear from you. Wonderful. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. And as I always say to people, whatever you are doing for the rest of your day, enjoy an amazing one. This, this is Yawa Radio. A big thank you for taking the time out to listen to this podcast from the team at Yawa Radio. Remember to check us out live online 24 hours a day, seven days a week at yawaradio.co.uk. And if you'd like to join us as a guest on Yawa Radio or as a guest on the Yawa Radio podcast, we would love to hear from you. Simply email studio at yawaradio.co.uk. Once again, a big thank you for taking the time out to listen. This is the Yawa Radio podcast. Copyright applies. 
with inspirational guests from around the world, inspirational quotes, the inspirational book of the week, the meditation hour, the quiet zone, and feel good music. Yawa Radio is about well-being, happiness, and finding the beauty within. Enjoy. Be beautiful. Be happy. Be inspired. This is Yawa Radio.